0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight, Ray. And it is, it's only fitting that Dean's not on the College Football Awards show, because that's what we're bringing for the people today. We got our College Football Awards for the 2023 season. How are we doing, buddy?
1: Pumped up. This is a fun uh, fun little idea that you had. Pretty pumped about it. Uh, and yeah, no Dean's good because he'd just be listening off, like, Utah and TCU players the entire yeah. fucking time. So... <laughs> You know, let's get some diversity in here. We'll, we'll, let's be real, though. We'll have our fair share of uh, Penn State and Ohio State callouts. If I had to guess,
0: uh, I tried to keep it at a minimum, but you know, maybe uh, maybe, maybe throw out a Penn State be, player. You got to sneak in a couple. Let's be real. You know, you know, it was a tough season, so uh, maybe they can, you know, get some fake awards on on BTT.
1: Did you guys just lose two games?
0: <laughs> that's that's our seasons, though. Yeah. That's a, that's what we do. We win ten games. And we lose to Michigan and Ohio State, and we you know we call it a day. We and we route somebody in a in a meaningless bowl game. What's your bowl game again this year? Who do you got? Uh, we got Ole Miss. Okay, that's actually a good yeah, matchup. Beat fun. the shit out of them. Lane's already talking shit. I love I love me some Lane Kiffin, man. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, uh, let's get right into it. Right, the first award for us is the Toon Squad Award. Shout out the Tune Squad, obviously. From the movie Space Jam, they famously beat the Monstars to avoid going to Moron Mountain. So that is <laughs> this is for our team of the year, Ray. Who do you have taking home the Toon Squad
1: Award? It's just funny because like this is not my this isn't not like a me team at all. I feel like if anything, this is like a U team, especially all season and preseason. But I'm going yep. Washington, uh, dude. The more I watch Michael Penix, the more I like the guy too. And this team in the best conference this year, in my opinion. Uh, They went undefeated. They ran the table 13-0 conference championship number three seed or number two seed, rather. Uh, I mean, how can they not be the, the team of the year, in my opinion? So uh, they, they won at USC and at Oregon State, beat Oregon twice, once at home, once in that this conference championship game, and then beat Utah and Wazoo at home too. So they have a bunch of key massive wins, um, electric offense, and they're solid on defense too. So the, that's the team of the year in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I you know I just turn you turn you into Washington fan, turn you over for Michael Penix. You know so many players that I've turned you on. You know, Ram. I, I know I may look funny, but I know ball. All right, you do know you do know your balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you can say that. Um, I love the Washington pick. I actually went a different route. Um, I went the Missouri Tigers. What a great season it was for Missouri. They didn't have a single vote in the top twenty-five until week four. Week five, they finally get in the top 25. They were tough all season. They had three ranked wins against Kansas State, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Um, They finished the season at number nine. Now they get to play your Ohio State Buckeyes. And honestly, you guys are probably going to have a lot of transfers, a lot of guys that might opt out. This could be a huge huge game for Missouri, and they're recruiting in the SEC um, so big game in the Cotton Bowl. Big shout out to Elijah Drinkwitz and his staff. Great season for the Missouri Tigers. Congrats on taking home the Toon Squad Award.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see that Luther Burden versus uh whether Denzel Burke or Jermaine Matthews matchup should be interesting. Luther Burden is legit. He's gonna be uh I I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be mentioned in one of these other awards next uh later on, but he's he's gonna be a prospect that is gonna be on our radar next year for sure
0: hundred percent. I actually saw a mock for way too early twenty twenty-five that had him Jesus, going number dude. one overall. You're a fucking <laughs> addict, man. You look at twenty-five mocks right now. <laughs> I was looking for uh, you know, you know, get my get my scouting done early. Hey man, respect respect grind. All right. Uh let's get to our second award. This is the Bourbon Bowl Award. Uh, shout out the movie Water Boy. This is for the game of the year, right? You remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at the halftime in the mud dogs won the bourbon ball, do you? Dude, last game of the year can't hold anything back now. Remember
1: Bobby Boucher? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs>
0: we need Andrew for that.
1: No, we need Manger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so game of the year, bourbon ball award. What do you got?
1: I mean, it's gonna be a little redundant, but I think this is. For me, easy. Uh, Oregon at Washington won. So the first game, the regular season game, I think it was week eight, if I'm not mistaken, fucking back and forth. Uh, and I've said it, i said it once, I've said it a million times, but uh, Dan Landing really blew that fucking one for them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Going for it on fourth down with like what, I think it was like a minute and a half left around the 50 yard line. And then Michael Panic just took over and went Michael Panic. They finished 36 to 33. And that really, I mean, it's wild that that game happened, and then they were eight-point dogs in the conference championship, and they still fucking won. So shout-out to Washington again. Uh, they're going to be making a couple more appearances, I think, on this list if I had to guess.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I had uh, Oklahoma versus Texas, Red River rivalry. What a game that was. Um, I think that was a week six. Um, I remember texting you guys in the first, like, two minutes of the game, because this game started so wild. I am actually pulled up the text I had written to you guys. I'm going to read this out. So this is the first five minutes of the game. Ewers threw a pick on the first drive, then Gabriel ran in a touchdown. The next drive, Texas did a fake punt on the uh, uh, the second drive, got it on their own 25. Then they went for it again on fourth down on that drive with a running back pass. And then they drove down the field, and Ewers threw a pick on the two-yard line. Then Oklahoma State Oklahoma went three and out and got the and Texas blocked the punt and scored a touchdown. <laughs> and then on the next on the next play, um, Oklahoma's getting the kickoff. They were backed up due to, due to a taunting penalty, and they did a trick play where they did a pitch play and they ran it to the 50 yard line. This was all in the first five minutes of the game. This game started crazy. It ended even crazier. Uh, Oklahoma was down with a minute left. Dylan Gabriel drives five plays down. They score with 15 seconds left, um, and they beat Oklahoma, and it's really the only blemish on on Texas's record uh, the whole season. So it was a great game. I
1: I love how you pulled those texts up too as dedication, (laughs) and I will say I am ashamed to admit I didn't even see most of that game. I think I saw the final drive because I was at an Oktoberfest party in the pouring rain, Underneath a fucking tent, watching <laughs> Ohio State almost lose to Maryland, I was going to throw my phone all over the place. So that was a very stressful day for me. I remember catching the end of it and just being pissed because I'm pretty sure I had Texas in a teaser of some sort.
0: Oh God, yeah, it was. I, I remember you were there. You you were Absolutely. watching all one game on on a phone. That's yeah, I was watching
1: one game on a phone. I was getting heckled by some old fucking alcoholic. <laughs>
0: oh, God. All right, uh, let's keep it moving here. Our third award is the Chubbs-Peterson Award for Coach of the Year. Shout out, Happy Gilmore. Shout out, Chubbs. Got happy that gold jacket. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Um, Ray, who you got for your Coach of the Year?
1: I mean, for me, this is easy. This is Nick Saban. Uh, within the first three weeks, I think we were all questioning whether this team was going to even even be able to reach nine wins, let alone make it win the SEC and make it to the playoffs. And, boy, did he turn the season around. So they benched. Millrow, I want to say it was after Texas, right? So I want yeah, to say dude, it was that you, they benched Jalen Miller. <laughs> they benched Miller for Tyler Buckner, and then brought in the, uh, the I think it was a freshman with uh, Simpson. Yeah, and then Ty they then, then they decided to go back to Millrow for that old Miss game, and they've really just turned it around after that. Uh, not only the offense in general, like I think they started using Miller's legs a lot more and play action deep shots, but just the offensive line too was so bad that first month of the season, dude. They couldn't protect him for at all. And then now they just completely turned it around. This offense has been like a well oiled machine. Defense is always, Alabama's defense is always going to be elite. Let's just be real. But I think just the offensive turnaround in general and just the team turnaround has to give it to Nick Saban.
0: Dude, I completely agree. I don't have Nick Saban for this award, but you mentioned this offensive line. They were horrible at the beginning of the season. They kicked George's ass in the SEC championship. That offensive line was great all game. I'm so interested to see. What they do against Michigan, I think if they block like that, I think if they protect like that, uh, they have a real good shot at winning.
1: I saw something like eighty nine percent of the bets and ninety two percent of the money are on Alabama money line. Something crazy like that. Oh, I despise that. <laughs> I, don't I
0: despise it.
1: that. You can't. It's hard to tell something like that, but it's just it's bananas.
0: Oh God, do we bet Michigan now?
1: I mean, I you can I, no, no. <laughs> Nick Saban could kidnap my mother, and I still bet fucking Alabama. <laughs>
0: All right, for me, uh, the Chubbs-Peterson Award goes to Jeff Brom from Louisville. uh, First season in the ACC, leaving Purdue, goes out and wins 10 games, two versus first-ranked opponents, and they had a chance to win the ACC with limited talent, especially at the quarterback position with his old player, Jack Plummer. Um, I think they're going to become real players in this conference behind Jeff Brom.
1: Who did they just get? They just got a quarterback in the transfer portal
0: um, from Indiana, am I- yeah, in my the- yeah, uh, Sorsby. Okay, is his name. Um, yeah, he's a- he's actually pretty good. Um, I think he's he's pretty young too. I think he's a redshirt freshman or sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was, was a big sp- get- that was a big spot
1: that they were saying McCord could go to, which I thought would have made a lot of sense for him. Ooh, but I guess not anymore.
0: Obviously, what the fuck is gonna happen to what- quickly? What-, what do you think is gonna happen with Ohio State quarterback? um cam ward i think
1: is possible i think it's probably between us and usc um then if not cam ward i I don't really know i think they i know they want to make a run at riley leonard but he seems locked in for notre dame yeah and i heard dante moore could be an option too but i don't know it's it's gonna be tricky
0: you think it's portal
1: i mean i think there's definitely gonna be someone brought in from the portal uh, whether he's going to be starting caliber or not it remains to be seen. I could also see them saying "fuck it" and just rolling with Devin Brown, Lincoln Kleinholz, and then Aaron Nolan, and just let them all compete too, and put, yeah. and bring in like a like a grad transfer to be almost like a second coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I was I mean,
0: uh, I was listening to two two forty seven guys who were just so plugged into the portal stuff, um, and it didn't seem like Ohio State was like really willing to give cam ward the bag um wow i mean of course they're gonna give him some money but i think he was commanding like two million they were they were saying and um i think there are some other teams that are maybe like a little more desperate that are just willing to throw it at him
1: yeah the thing with ryan day too is he's like he's not like Dabo entirely but he's kind of similar where like he wants to bring in the right people and like kind of have them grow as a team and shit. I don't think like him getting a guy for one year doesn't really seem like a the most Ryan Day move ever, but I don't know, I guess we'll see. I'm curious. Right. It's fun. The is like a little fun, but I don't know, I'm a little nervous at the same
0: time. Yeah, I'd be a little nervous. Um all right, let's move on to our fourth award. This is the older brother award uh for defensive player of the year. You know those older brothers, they always get defensive. Neither of us are older brothers, but yeah. You know, I know from experience. <laughs> Um, so who you got for your defensive player of the year?
1: This was tough. Um, I was between two edges in Dallas Turner and Laatu Latu, but I decided to go Dallas Turner. He's just my guy. Um, nine sacks, 13 and a half tackles for a loss. He had about an 18 and a half pass rush win rate. He's also just an absolute beast in the run game, too, surprisingly given his like frame and I guess lack of just weight, but he had 24 defensive stops. I think he had a uh a pass def uh, deflection too and he's just the leader of one of a top 5 defensive unit in the country so i give it to him
0: yeah welcome some dallas turner um i also thought about liatu latu you know how i feel about him um 13 sacks this year great season i also thought xavier watts too who had seven interceptions from notre dame i'm taking johnny newton uh from illinois seven and a half sacks as an interior defensive lineman he's just so impressive especially for the amount of double teams he catches He's also 13th in the country in run defense stops among all defensive linemen. So not just interior guys, which is just outstanding. Um, he's just an absolute stud. He's a first round pick in this upcoming draft. It was just great in every game. Um, Illinois is definitely going to miss a player like that. So Johnny Newton, great season. Congratulations. The older brother award. Um, he's actually an older brother to, uh, like five brothers who all have insane names who I read that out at one point <laughs> in the do. season.
1: <laughs> um and before we move on from this one too, I'd be remiss to if I we didn't mention uh Jonah Ellis for Big Dino. True. Uh sixteen TFLs, twelve sacks on that uh, Utah defense. A little bit of an undersized edge, but had a really
0: did have a monster year for them. Right. All right, let's keep it rolling here. The fifth award is the Mighty Ducks Award. This is the te- This is awarded to the team who sucked at the beginning of the season but then came on strong. Uh, this really brought me back to the Mighty Ducks because, you know, in D1, Gordon Bombay takes over uh, as a coach for the Ducks, and they're a rinky-dink team. The kids can't skate. They can't shoot. They can't do anything. But then somehow in D2, they're representing the United States of America. So what a turnaround for the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Ray, so who you got as your team? If that's not uh, an American dream, I don't know what is. <laughs> those teams, those movies are ridiculous. They're so they funny, represented dude. the United States of America. That team couldn't even skate in the first movie. <laughs> How is that possible? Dude, it's all about... He was a team. lawyer. Well, dude,
1: well, he was a lawyer because of injury. Come on. The Triple D. The Triple <laughs> D and the uh, using eggs as pucks really would turn that team around. Um... So for me, it's a little redundant, but I'm going Alabama for this one too, just because all the things I say with Nick Saban, I think they all uh, were fit perfectly for this award too. Just no offensive identity, absolutely couldn't move the ball, bet, went through three quarterbacks in three weeks, and then ended up turning it around and knocking off Georgia and ending their what thirty-plus win- game win streak, something like that, right? Yep. So I think that's they fit this uh, Mighty Ducks award perfectly.
0: Agreed. Um, for me, I had Oklahoma State. Uh, beginning of the season I had over six and a half wins which cashed easily but did not start that way they were two and two to start the year they had back-to-back bad losses against South Alabama and Iowa State then they had big wins over Kansas State West Virginia and then ranked wins over Kansas and Oklahoma they played Texas for a big 12 championship Mike Gundy's one of the best coaches in the country he's been doing it forever and you know this new look Big Twelve with no Texas and no Oklahoma, I think they're going to become real players um, for conf- conference championships in the next few years.
1: I like that. And Also, uh, I wanted to say shout out to uh, Arizona too. I think they fit this yes. award perfectly because they finished on that six game win streak, knocking off I think four ranked teams in that stretch. So uh, I think they fit this award pretty well
0: too. Yeah, Fertitta, what a what a season that guy! That guy's electric. Their quarterback, he's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling. The sixth award is the Billy Madison Award. It's given it to the player who needs to go back to school. Oh, back to school. Back to school. Uh, who you got? I love that. Um,
1: <laughs> first of all, the names of these awards are fucking A+. Shout out to you, Sauce, for coming Thanks up with brothers. these. Uh, for me, I got a couple guys, so I'm going to go start off, I think, J.J. McCarthy. I think this could be uh, love it. De- debatable, but for me, I think he's, he's come off a solid season. They're the number one seed, undefeated, obviously. Uh, 74% completion percentage, 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, and four picks. Just the thing with him is th- this quarterback class is just so loaded. And to counter that, he's just not, he's not the A guy of this offense. This offense runs through that rushing attack. I think if you give him another year, let him work on some of the flaws, I want to see a little bit more touch in his passes. And I just want to see him take on more of a – I'm not sure about a leadership role, if that's the right term, but just – I want him to be the focal point, him to be the A guy and him to go out there and make and win these games. And in this next reload, this is like reloaded big 10 next year. I think it's gonna be a lot, it's gonna be a lot harder of a schedule, a lot more big time matchups. And I think that will really help him and just like kind of catapult him into that QB one conversation for 2025. Right. And then who's the that? second, who's yeah, second person. Uh, This is a, just a Homer, but a Mecca Buka. I just think, Coming off this injury-riddled season, a little bit of a down year, didn't put up the nearly the numbers he did as a sophomore. And similar to the quarterback class, his wide receiver class is just so loaded. He's not going to be a combine warrior where he's going to just blow the doors off the place and everyone's going to fall in love with him. I think right now he's kind of, su- like, kind of situated as that second-round wide receiver where everyone kind of penciled him in as a wide receiver two or three coming into the season. So I think if he returns to Ohio State, he's going to be the clear-cut number one and I think if he can get that production that he has as a sophomore, it'll really solidify him as a uh, first-round wide receiver. So I think just from a money and career move, I think that'd be smart for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a prayer from you, right?
1: I mean, it is, but I just think, <laughs> I think logically it makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, but like you said, yeah, we all had him penciled in for arguably wide receiver two coming out. Um, doesn't seem that way. So um, can't hate it, but... I also think he's probably gone Uh, for me. I also have two guys, um, both guys that we mentioned in our summer scouting. Uh, First guy, Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle from Oklahoma, who's a guy I had at number five for my offensive tackle, summer scouting Uh, up and down year, even though he didn't allow a sack all year, but just needs to clean up some technical things. He has so many traits that I love. He's big, he's physical, he's a great mover, especially at his size. All, all the things you want in a bookend tackle. I just think he could be around one tackle next year if he stays, cleans up some footwork, cleans up some hand placement stuff because um, he's got all the traits. And then another guy with huge traits who just didn't put it together this year was Mason Smith, um, interior defensive lineman from LSU, who we all touted as a top two, top three type of um Interior defensive player in our summer scouting just didn't mm-hmm. have the season that we expected. He was hurt all of last year. He was finally healthy. Only had one and a half sacks this year. He's just still so raw. Just really tries to win on pure athleticism right now. Think he needs another year before he's a serious NFL prospect. So those are the two guys I had. That's a really that uh that
1: was a really good one with Basis Smith. I didn't even think about him, but I mean, if you get the sense he probably is going to go back to school, right?
0: I mean, I I assume so. I don't think. I think at this point, he might, he would be like a round three type of player. You take a swing on a guy with huge traits. So, um, I do expect him to, to go back, but, um, you know, maybe he's listening. You know, he'll heed my advice. (laughs) All right. Uh, the award, uh, seven. This is the Ad Astra award. Now, maybe. People don't get this reference as much as we do, but this goes for the biggest biggest disappointment of the season, whether it be a player or a team um, at Astra. With all the hype, we were so excited to go see this movie. We had all the boys go to the movie theater and see this. I mean, it was Brad Pitt in space. How could this movie be bad? This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my entire life. There are space monkeys. They fight pirates. It's just so chaotic. I don't even know what the plot of the movie was. I couldn't tell you. I
1: couldn't – got into my head I couldn't tell you. I think something with his dad, maybe. Yeah, he was trying
0: to like – I don't know. There was like some like energy source on like Neptune that his dad was going to find. And like I I don't even know. I'm not even even sure how it ended because I was just – and all I remember all is how mo- bad it was.
1: All I remember is the Moon Pirates. Legitimately, the entire <laughs> thing I remember is that whole scene. And we were just like, what the fuck are we watching? Right. Uh, that being said, I think this could also be called the Napoleon Award, because apparently that movie was absolutely
0: garbage. I still need to see it, but it got terrible reviews. Oh, that makes me so sick, because I love Walking Phoenix. Dude, who doesn't? Um, Ray, Rotten Tomatoes score on Ad Astra, what do you think it is?
1: Ooh. Uh, Fan or audience, or uh, what you call it? Critic. Exactly, Uh, audience, right?
0: It's audience. Okay, 29. 83%.
1: Oh, well, people are stupid. Okay. Is
0: that a fucking joke?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I remember the, I'm not sure if you've ever seen The Witch. Oh, that's another one that I think could be labeled as this award, and that has like a 90 something percent. People love that movie, and I I thought it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Like from uh, Entourage. uh, What's his name? (laughs) What's the what's like the Middle Eastern guy's name? Uh, who, for uh, Med Ian, he buys Med Ian, and then he watches like that's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Oh, Harvey? <laughs> no, not Harvey. It's um. Oh, Yair, Yair. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um.
0: So the Ed Asher Award goes for the biggest disappointment, either player or team. Who you got? Uh, this is easy for me. USC man, fucking
1: Ooh. come in as one of the uh, Pac-12 favorites, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, top five offense, and they just put up a fucking dud like they did. Um, I think they what? They lost five out of the last six games. And they were home versus Utah, Washington, UCLA, lost all of those, lost on the road at Notre Dame in Oregon. This defense allows 35 points a game. I think it's like one of the worst in the country. This this team, they need an overhaul on defense in particular and also in the trenches on the offense. They just need to get bigger, tougher, and just more disciplined. Like they They can't tackle for shit. Um, a major disappointment. And I feel like they need, they need to make big changes or else, uh, who knows how long it's going to last.
0: Yeah. Especially going to the Big Ten. Um, you need, you need some defense to play in the Big Ten yeah, and some offensive um, line. Yeah. So, uh, I expect Lincoln to, uh, to hit the portal hard because they definitely need it. Like you said. Um, for me, it's Clemson. They were my pick to win the ACC at the beginning of the year. Um, Dabo especially got crushed all offseason for not hitting the transfer portal harder. And he thought they were good at all positions and that they didn't need it. And it really bit him in the ass. Um, and I think this really started week one when they lost to Duke in embarrassing fashion. Uh, I, think was, I think it was like 28 to 7 that they lost week one. Um, they did finish the season strong. Uh, they won their last four games. They finished 8 and 4 with wins over Notre Dame and UNC, but this is a program that won seven of eight ACC championships. Um, They were just not a good football team for most of the season. And I think K. Klubnick and this offense will really need to find something next year because this defense is going to be revamped. They're losing a lot of guys to the NFL draft. You could lose Nate Wiggins, Makuba, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., Barrett Carter, Tyler Davis, Ruka Roro, like, all those guys are going to be gone. So his defense is going to look completely new. So uh, offensively, they got to get something going next year because uh, this year, big disappointment for me.
1: I feel like this is bigger, This is like a, a good you award because you actually respected Clemson. Someone like me, I yes. never respected Clemson. I, kn- I think I knew they were going to be frauds this year. I'm pretty sure I took their under, um, and I'm pretty sure I took Duke in that opener as well. So fuck Clemson. Dabo's a loser, and if he doesn't hit the transfer portal, he may be on his way out. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move it to the eighth award. This is the Sir Michael Gambon Award. Um, this goes for the best newcomer. Nu- <laughs> These awards are amazing. Uh, this, go- this goes to the best newcomer, either a freshman or a transfer player. Obviously, Michael uh, Sir Michael Gambon took over for Richard Harris for the Prisoner of Azkaban, the third Harry Potter movie um, after Harris passed. RIP to both men, both great Dumbledores um you shaped the course of my mu- my movie watching future um so respect to both of you and and r.i.p
1: it's funny when you sent that name i was like i was like who the fuck is that and i looked it up <laughs> I'm like, oh shit and then i proceeded to go watch prisoner of azkaban that nice. night so yeah out of respect to him uh so i have a couple of names here i'll, I'll go my first and then i'll let you go first because i feel like you're gonna say the second people i was talking talking about but uh for me, Caleb Downs, a true freshman from Alabama, uh, five-star, came in day one to replace Brian Branch, who was a second-round pick, and just did it flawlessly, played outside corner safety, nickel, linebacker, you name it, he plays it. Uh, 79 tackles, two picks, three pass breakups, 25 stops, all, all per PFF. Uh, this guy's going to be a leader of that defense for the next two years. Easy. He's going to um, – and he, he may put up – even better numbers going forward. And I presume he'll end up being an early day draft pick in the NFL.
0: Agreed. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Nick Saban said he was the best freshman like he's ever seen. Um, he said especially, that in camp,
1: I'm pretty sure he was saying. Yeah,
0: especially on defense where Saban asks a lot of those corners. Um, so, complete respect to Caleb Downs. He's been outstanding all season. Um, for me, I kind of went back and forth between a few guys, but um, I went with Shadar Sanders. Um, I mean, played way better than I ever expected. Um, Had college football absolutely buzzing for the first month of the season. He had 3,200 yards, 27 touchdowns, only three interceptions. I mean, people were talking and are still talking about him being a first-round quarterback. Um, So great for him, uh, especially to play really tough against a brutal offensive line that couldn't protect him all season. They couldn't run the ball. Everybody knew they were throwing pretty much every play. Um, so I expect him to come back next year, have another great season, and then I guess be a first-round quarterback. Um, so great for Shadur Sanders. I mean, it was a, a an awesome story.
1: Yeah, I mean, he really surprised me. He was going to be one of the people I mentioned too. But you mentioned Shadur Sanders. you got to mes- mention Travis Hunter too. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it two-way player like this, I feel like there hasn't been one in decades. Um, He got 57 catches, 721 yards, and five touchdowns, and then also had 31 tackles, five pass breakups, and three picks on defense. I think he missed, what, two or three games in the middle of the season? He's like three or four games. Yeah, (laughs) so it's just actually crazy. He was playing like 90 snaps a game earlier in the season. Uh, This guy's the real deal. I'm curious to see if they're going to let him play both ways that much again next year, but if if they do, and he stays healthy... Yeah, talk about Heisman Trophy with this guy.
0: Yeah. Um, going to the NFL, what do you what do you think he projects as? I mean, I haven't really watched him
1: too much, like just isolated on him, but for me, it's just his bill. He looks like a cornerback to me.
0: I agree. I agree. I think he's better at corner. Yeah. Um, I mean, people want to talk about how premium wide receivers are now, but I mean, there's so many guys. There are a dozen. A lockdown corner with traits, you know, those are a little tougher to come by. So um, I agree. I think he can make such a big impact defensively. So um, yeah, it'll be so curious to see what happens over the next few years with him. Let's keep it rolling. This is the ninth award. This is the El Chapo award. Goes to the biggest breakout player for next year. Um, El Chapo, obviously the famous drug lord, uh, broke out of two prisons um, in his time. So, which is extremely impressive. I mean, for a guy that's like, one of the most infamous you know, drug lords of all time. Like, How do you break out of prison? Not once, but how do you break out twice? I think it, it comes down to corruption, but still, insa- good for
1: him. <laughs> insanely
0: impressive. Also, great song by Skrillex in the game, uh, El Chapo. So if you haven't listened to that one, uh, go find it on YouTube. Really good song.
1: You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, for me, uh, this is someone I've talked about, I feel like a lot in this pod, but Connor Wegman from uh, A&M He's coming off that injury, the season ending injury this year. He's only played nine games between his freshman and sophomore year, but He's had a 62% completion percentage, 1,800 yards, 16 touchdowns and two picks. I think with Mike Elko coming from Duke, Colin Klein coming from Kansas State.
0: Well, that, that higher too. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to give him a little bit more of a QB-friendly system to work with. Maybe we get to see him use his legs a little bit more too because he's pretty athletic if I uh, recall. So I think this is someone with the talent around him. I mean, they may get absolutely ransacked by the transfer portal. I know they've lost a few guys already, but they're still a talented team. Uh, I, th- I expect big things from Connor Wegman. I think he'll end up catapulting himself into the uh, NFL draft conversation next year.
0: Nice. You got another?
1: I do. Uh, Eugene Wilson from Florida. Nice. Uh, true freshman this year. I'm assuming he's going to be a freshman All-American. Uh, 61 catches, 538 yards, six touchdowns. This guy's electric with the ball in his hands. He, th- he can return some too. I think just second year in Florida with Graham Merch coming back as well. I think he'll be a household name after next season.
0: Nice. Um, For me, you know, took me all the way to the ninth uh, to the ninth award to mention Penn State. But my breakout player, one of them, at least, is Drew Aller. Um, It's time to step up and and take over. It was his first full season as the starter. So, you know, there were expected ups and downs. They still obviously won 10 games. Uh, But you need to be the man next year in a new look Big Ten. You cannot just get away with playing gritty, run the football and playing tough defense. You're going to need to score. Um, And it's going to be on him. Uh, They cannot just rely on Singleton and Catron Allen. He's going to have to put up points. Um, Penn State's going deep into the portal to bring in some wide receivers, which they desperately need. But he's got to make the improvements in his accuracy and his timing. Um, Now with a new offensive coordinator, um, hopefully he can put everything together and really have a strong showing because a lot of these teams in the Big Ten especially are losing a lot of guys and they have returning pieces and studs who are returning. So, like, if you have a window to win, especially with an extended playoff, this is your chance. So, um, going to be big on Drew Aller next year. The other guy I have um, is michael Williams, the edge from Georgia, who's a top-10 overall recruit in 2022. Had a good freshman season last year. Had four and a half, four and a half sacks. Um, I really expected a breakout from him this year and just didn't really get it. He had three and a half sacks. Just a 7% pass rush win rate. He's got all the physical traits in the world um, to be a dominant edge. He's 6'3", 260, um, really quick off the ball. So if he can come back and have a really strong year, um, I expect that he has traits, match the production, and he'll be a first-round pick. Just got to put it all together.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention some of my homework picks too, but uh, uh, just got to get them out there. CJ Max. CJ Hicks, a linebacker for Ohio State. Uh Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are gonna be moving on. So he's gonna jump into a full time role. He was a five star a couple years back, so he's gonna be a junior uh six three, two thirty. He's played some special teams and played a little bit uh on defense, but he's a he's a specimen. He'll he's gonna be a good one for a while. And I love the fact that he didn't transfer out. He just st- he stayed the course. He's an Ohio guy too. Uh and then also Dallin Hayden, the running back. Whether Trayvon Henderson comes back or not, he's going to get some work in because Maya Williams going to the NFL, Chip Trainum's transferring again, and Evan Pryor transferred too. So, mm-hmm. Dallin Hayden, someone who I really thought they should have been giving him way more work the last two years. And for some reason, he just didn't. Uh, I think next year is going to be a breakout year for him.
0: Nice. Uh, our last award, um, not as fun, but, you know, got to do it. It's the Heisman winner. Um, Jaden Daniels is a heavy, heavy favorite right now. Uh, people are expecting him to to break away. What do you got for the Heisman winner?
1: This is a tough one. This is, I feel like this is this year in particular is just a it's a weird year to deter, to pick the Heisman. Um, me personally, I want Michael Penix Jr. Uh, he led the country in passing yards, third in touchdowns, uh, and he was an undefeated team who won their conference in the second seed in the playoffs. I do think that winning should should play a factor in Heisman for me. That's just my opinion. Uh, that being said, Jaden Daniels' two-way ability and just his prolific offensive output this year, I can't really hate on it if they give it to him. But it's just a weird year overall.
0: Agreed. I feel like um, kind of like the that RG3 year when, when he won, just had so many, so much numbers. I think they lost like three games that year, Baylor did. So, like, that. that that's just kind of the year it was. Um, I also think Penix really deserves it. I agree. I prioritize winning. And he's had amazing numbers. He's really gutted out the last month. He's been banged up um, for the last month. He's really gutted it out for for his team, and they're in the college football playoff. But like you said, if they give it to Jane Daniels, which I assume that they will, can't hate on it, 3,800 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions, had 1,100 rushing yards, and 10 touchdowns. Just uh, an absurd season. Yeah, the dual threat um, ability is like
1: people love that shit too. And I honestly, I'm not even hating. I still, you know, those are insane numbers. Um, And I guess they, what, they lost three games? Yeah. I guess it's understandable to give. Were
0: you at them. all surprised that Marvin Harrison got invited?
1: I was surprised, uh, but good for him just because, I mean, if we're going on best player, it's going to be, it's him. He's the best player in the country, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because he got invited like, he might not even win. What's uh, the word? It's, it's, it's Boydnikoff, right? Yeah, he may not. Oh, yeah, he might not even win.
1: Yeah. I think also take into account just like how much he meant for that offense. I think he had like more than a third of the total yard passing yards for like to him. I think he had like, I can't, I want to say he accounted for almost like maybe a third of the touchdowns too. I don't really remember the exact numbers, but yeah, you're right. It is. It was surprising to say the least because uh, Rome and neighbors, their numbers probably dwarf his.
0: Yeah. All right, man. That was fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing that. We'll have to bring that back next year. For sure. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our college football awards. Stay with us. The draft is coming in just a few months. We got mocks, we got big boards, we got player rankings. So stay locked in with us. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we head towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.